0: Welcome to the Baptizing Church, where the Word of God is preached undiluted. Our vision is to raise a generation of believers who influence things to the ends of the earth. Here is the Word of God. Listen and be blessed.
1: We live our lives to please you. All our days are
2: gifts from you. (laughs) And our concern always leave each day for you, Lord Jesus. That we make every moment to count. That we make every second to count. Bible says, "We're the time for the days are evil. We buy back time by investing it in productive activities, activities that move the kingdom forward, activities that promote the name and the influence of Christ across the world. is nation's quest." we bless you jesus we adore you jesus there is a song that um i've been singing throughout throughout um, january and in february i started singing the song but you see this song has to be from god because when i started singing it i didn't know the lines the song was ringing in my heart i didn't know the lines Then I picked my phone I began to call people. Please, there was this song I was singing and you joined me. Can you remember? They couldn't remember. But an unfortunate situation happened in a place. Something got, I mean, a a room got burnt. There were petrols and all that. Nothing happened. So the person posted the picture and that was the song. The lines of the song were posted along with that picture. And then I, 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 I mean, that's the song. Hallelujah The goodness of God by better better That's it that's the song Hallelujah Now I know some of us might not know it but can you allow it to minister to your heart Let it minister to your heart let it touch something in your heart And I'm doing this deliberately. I know we're taking time, but it's deliberate. Because someone needs to hear this. Someone needs to hear it. HMC, you've got to help me this
3: morning. Your goodness is running after after me in my life lay down i surrender on i give you everything your goodness keep running after is running after me Your goodness keep running after, is running after me. Your goodness keep running after, is running after me. All my life you have been
1: faithful. My
3: life lay down, I surrender all, I give you everything. Your goodness keep running after, keep running, running after me. Your goodness, your goodness keep running after, is running after me. Just one more time. Your goodness keep running after, keep running after, Thank after you. me. Thank you. Oh my life. Oh my life. It. you it. Fade, fade. That's the
2: one I want you to meditate on, yes.
3: All my life you have been so, so
1: good. In every breath and
3: I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God.
1: Is running out. It's running out to me. Hey. Your goodness is running out. Is running out to me. I lay down. I surrender. I give you everything. Your goodness. Your goodness is running out. It's running out me. Hey. Your goodness. Your goodness. Your goodness.
2: See, the year 2020 is going to be defined by service. He says, Seek ye first the kingdom, and of course, it's righteousness and all other things we do what we be added. The things that you seek might not be the things that you should be seeking, the money, the fame the influence and all these things Bible says they will run after you when the kingdom is your priority when the kingdom is your priority I was having a conversation with someone I said he didn't say would you seek church when you seek church then you see what they do right what they are not doing right you see the church that is getting it right and the one that is not getting it right What you see are the things that we are not doing right and those who are doing it right. But he has not called us to seek the church. He has called us to seek the kingdom. There is a difference. There is a difference. When you seek the kingdom you will always be on the go. When you seek the kingdom, the fact that this world is dying will be on your heart constantly. When you seek the kingdom, then the fire of the kingdom can burn in your heart if you are seeking the church you'll be playing politics it will be about politics pastor has not recognized me pastor has not visited me you know those things pastor has these people that he loves he does not i'm not really part of that group he said seek the kingdom it's about the kingdom this year 2020 is nation's quest That's kingdom activity. Hallelujah. Kingdom activity. I know you are standing, okay? You might not know this, but some of the messages you've been hearing, even from last year, they have been carefully selected. Okay, we don't just wake up, what will I teach them? We just pick something. For your information, we spend time in a retreat, planning the year. What are gonna what and what will be the emphasis? What do we need to teach? What do we need to reaffirm? What do people need to keep their eyes on constantly? We did that before we moved into this year. This year will be defined by service. And we started the conversation last week. You may have your seats. Thank you, HMC. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, it, it's, good, it's good to watch videos. I don't think I was this passionate before stepping out. But having watched um, Digital Faith, something moved within me. That's not the first time I've watched it. I've watched it over and over and over again. Something moved within me. Hallelujah. Last week, I started with a scripture from David. Psalm 39 verse 4, Lord, make me to know my end. And what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am. Another scripture says that I may know how transient my days are. I don't have much time here. And I said that it's important for us to embrace our mortality. What does that mean? We should know that death is the end of every man. We should know that we are not here forever. It's important. And it made reference to what the Orthodox churches, what they got right. For every church, Orthodox, not every Orthodox church, I, think the, I don't know if that has changed now. But when I was growing up, as you are going into the church, you will walk by the cemetery. You will see where the dead are buried. You know why? Because as you are going into church... To hear the words of life, they also want you to be conscious that you are not here forever, because when a man embraces his mortality, he begins to consider certain things. In school, there is people. I mean, there are people you call NFAs. Remember, no future ambition. They are not going anywhere. So, if you wake up in the morning, they might still be sleeping. Why you go for lecture? They are not going anywhere. So wherever they find themselves, he's the right place. Right? It's the right place. Okay? But not so when you embrace your mortality. You know, I don't have much time here. So you want to pay attention to the way you spend every second. And look at Paul. We later remind the Ephesians. He said, redeem the time for the days are evil. Redeem the time. We are not here forever. You must always remind ourselves the fact that before we were in 2019 and now we're in 2020. It's not just something we should celebrate that new year is here. We are celebrating the new year. We're also reminding ourselves that the world is coming to an end. Because the Lord says a time is going to come. You will look for this earth. You won't see it no more. He said the present earth will be wrapped up like a garment. You will look at it, you won't find it anymore. It's no longer here. All these activities, coming to church and all that, we cease. It will cease. It will cease. All these activities. All the fact that I wake up in the morning, I need to get to work before 8. Otherwise, my line manager will, will have a problem with my night. All that we cease. These things are not here forever. I need to visit my friend. uh, I mean, she's not so happy with me. And I need to visit and straighten things out. That will cease. That will cease. Prophecies will cease. It is when you are in time that prophecy counts. According to the time of life, by next year, Pastor Femi, you will own a multi-billion dollar business. Glory! It will (laughs) cease. It will cease. It will cease. You will buy Apple, or do you will buy Apple? Yeah. It will cease. <laughs> it will seize. Always remember that some of the things we hold there, in fact, the things that are causing troubles in the world, the politics, and also what do you think is happening in the Northeast? Someone told us that coronavirus. The stuff you have in China is to distract us from some other political things happening around the world. So while you are battling with coronavirus, they are busy doing whatever. When I was involved in legislative advocacy, we, 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 are, we were very vigilant. Because they were always introducing things that would distract us. And before you know it, they will come up with a bill. And there will be a clause somewhere hidden. And that clause is the whole reason why they want to embark on constitutional review. Not that they are interested in changing our laws or making things better. If you are not vigilant. Remember the petroleum industry bill? Before we knew it, there was the original version and the fake one. Yes. Vigilance. Hallelujah. So the psalmist said, show me my hand. Show me my hand. That I may know how frail. Let me be able to embrace. So it was depending on God to reveal that, to give him that information. Because he could have engaged in what I call narrow perspective of himself. Thinking that he understands. He could have sought the opinion. He could have, I mean, looked for the opinions of other people. Hence having a broader perspective on things. But he decided to opt for the best. The eternal and divine perspective of his humanity. Because it's important. Hallelujah. So I'm going to connect this morning's message to that. Because within the eternal perspective is the understanding or the wisdom that we are answerable to God. It doesn't just end with our mortality. One of wisdom that we receive is that our time on earth will be accounted for. Believers don't think about that every second every word spoken every decision made and the things you do on this side of eternity called time will be accounted for and so this morning i've titled this accountability i don't know who started it just to title a message just one word one word but where do i start from reset then Pastor Femi took it. Start. <laughs> and then I came back with full force. Perspective. And this morning, can you see a trend? This morning, just one word. Accountability. Another word I could have used, which I think will have watered it down, is the word faithfulness. And it's a, it's a shame. Certain words in scriptures that are supposed to wake us up. Certain words in scriptures that are supposed to make us sit upright have lost such effect on us. You know why? They have become commonplace. We have used them in different, many different wrong ways that when you use that word, it is those wrong ideas that people have in their minds and not the original intentions of those who use the word. So I decided to use the word accountability because throughout last week I was busy training some people somewhere in them um, in the east you know you have to go to the east in the east they said them uh, wise men so when you go to the east is to tap wisdom <laughs> so one of the wisdom i tapped from the east is what i'm teaching you this morning i was teaching them i haven't taught them about budgeting i haven't taught them about how to mobilize resources and all that i felt a good way to end it is to let them know haven't secured funding from donors you've got to be accountable Because you have gotten the resources from us. Fine. But am I going to be there for you two in two years time to give you another funding? If you are not accountable. Bible says the eyes of the Lord run store and fro the whole earth. To show himself strong on behalf of the man whose heart stayed on him. A man who is accountable to him. A man who believes his opinion counts. A man who knows that, yes, I'm an expert in this area. But what does God have to say about this issue? I was listening to the excerpts, um, uh, is that what you call it? Yeah, from what DDK taught? I've not listened to the message. And one of the things he was saying there was that we seek opinions of all else but God. We feel that the Holy Spirit is not relevant in this age. The only thing the Holy Spirit knows is what is in the Bible. He does not know the world of politics. He doesn't know anything about IT. The one who created the earth. And the things that you started playing with that led to IT and discovery of this and that, does not know. He doesn't know. (laughs) Hallelujah. The good way to start is to first declare to you that God is accountable. The God of the whole earth is accountable. What do you read in the scriptures? You open your Bible to Genesis. In the beginning, He could have just stepped into this in, on the scene and start doing this stuff. The way some of us do. There is no marking that this is the beginning of the process. Nothing to show this is where I'm headed. Nothing to show this. My God, can you put your hands together and celebrate each church I didn't know I was going to hear that. 30% what? Increase. Across all platforms. If you don't set targets, how do we know that you have achieved something? If there is no target, how do we know that 2019, 2020 is better than 2019 if there are no targets? God is accountable. So when he started, he said, in the beginning. Not the beginning of God, but the beginning of the earth. Because the one who created the earth must have existed before it. So he planned the earth before the earth came to be. Bible says he called the things that be from the things that were not. So the invisible created the visible world. Someone needs to gain understanding this morning. The invisible created the visible world. When you don't see it, it's not the fact that it does not exist. It's that you might need to tune your... I don't know what you call it. Get a kind of divine goggles. To see... uh, a Focal lens, thank you. To really see what has been settled by God. Because the Bible says, by faith we understand. The worlds were framed by the word of God. That the things that be, that is the things that appeared came out of the invisible realm. Invisibility is not an evidence of non-existence. If that makes sense. There is a world that you can interact with. It is the realm of invisible. If it were not so, the Bible wouldn't have told us that why we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. He said the things that are seen are temporal the things unseen are eternal. When a believer develops himself to be able to see these unseen realities, what that man is doing beyond just bringing things he needed into the seen realm, the man is also developing his spiritual faculty to understand how God works. And how things are translated from the unseen to the seen world. Hallelujah. Amen. So God is accountable he created the world in six days on the seventh day he rested and he made moses to record that have you asked yourself why they documented for us the generations of men from adam to his sons to his son's sons and he continued god is accountable we we'll read through the scriptures. The most boring part of scriptures is when you begin to read, this one begat this, and this one begat this, and this one begat this. And then there's a lot of repetition. Yeah. After 600 years, then Noah begat this. Sons and daughters. But what I believe God is trying to communicate is, I'm accountable. I'm accountable. I don't just do things. I take responsibilities over the things I have created. I measure, I see that there's an intention, there is an end to the things that I do. Hallelujah. So when God gave the earth to man, and man moved against God, because what man did against God is something I would call uh, treason, I treason. Man rebelled against God. Man partnered with the enemy to rebel against God. But remember, before that treason that was committed, God had already given the earth to man. If God were to be you, you would take your earth back. <laughs> you would take it back. But because he's accountable and his word, once spoken, becomes law, he binds himself or limits his activities And he's thinking to the words that he has spoken. Once they come out of his mouth, they become law. Not unto the recipient of such words, but to God himself. So because he had already given the earth to man. Man must be the one that will bring redemption to man. So God himself had to become man. I don't just want you to understand the depth of that. I want you to see how accountable God is. Now we are talking about life. So that is deep. How about the things that God has created? How about the things he has created on the earth? The trees, the food. The things we see around the air and all that. Is he accountable to that also? Yes! In John chapter 6. John chapter 6 documents the feeding of 5,000. Now, I read the other documents. But the reason why I'm pitching my tent with John is because he's the one who made the statement. Who added something that the other Gospels didn't have. Didn't take note of. He said, Jesus said, after they fed 5,000, and they gathered 12 baskets. He said, gather. Now, maybe they were not going to gather. Because like us, we don't measure, we don't do things. After all, it came by miracle. Let's allow, just leave it. Another one will come. Jesus said, gather the fragments. And then they gather so that nothing be lost. One of the things that would distinguish you in 2020 is for you to build your accountability, to build accountability system within yourself. Be accountable, not only to the things that you do, but to the things that you say. Mean what you say. Say what you mean. Be that intentional on the earth. We, you read in scriptures, we have been created in the image of who? don't know what that means that means that whatever you observe in god you also have the ability to exhibit or express on the earth that's what it means if god is accountable it means you also must be accountable because he created you in his image in his image that's what it means whatever it is you have observed in god the same he expects you to express in the on the earth he said gather the remains that nothing be lost if you are wasteful, if you are wasteful, if you are wasteful, you will never be fulfilled as far as purpose is concerned in God. If you are wasteful. You must account for everything God has given to you. You must account for everything God has given. Whether it is money, whether it is influence, don't squander your social capital. You know what social capital means? Let me survey this place, this room. You have no idea the kind of people that are seated here. But I have an idea. I'm the pastor. So I know what they do, what people do. But you have no idea. So you walk up to someone. He gives you the number. And then you spread the number anyhow. You can't do that. You got to know someone in church. The person is highly placed in the office. Normally going to that person's office. You cannot see him. You cannot see him. The barriers. He's not the one saying don't bring him to me. The things that have been created in the office will not allow you to see the person. But in church, because the person is dancing palungu, you can easily tap the person. Can I have your number? And it's okay. We are brethren. But by all means, accountability means you must see the person the way the person is. Don't share their information anyhow. Hear the word of the Lord. Don't do it anyhow. In this church, there was a time we had a serious issue when somebody was sending all manner of of um, what was sending. They were sending text messages to exploit us and do all manner. You know why? Because one of us, one of us leaked certain things. This is a community. We help ourselves, but we also protect ourselves. God is accountable. And Jesus said, gather the fragments, nothing must be lost. Nothing. You cannot be wasteful. Don't squander what he has given to you, whether it's money. Don't squander your social capital. You are in church, so you have access to look around you. But don't squander it. Don't spend it. Think first. Why do I want to see Felix? Why do I want to see Dami? Why do I want to talk to why do I want to talk to Nelson? You must know within your heart the reason. Before approaching not just spend it anyhow. Because if you walk up to him and you are like, what's this? The next time I will stylishly avoid you. you know, so they don't love. They don't love in that church. No, you squandered your social capital. You didn't understand what it means to be accountable. You were wasteful. You did not wait until you needed the person. You were just saying things anyhow. So here is a man that you took interest in. And your mind is to build the person's capacity, okay? Until he's able to secure a very good job. And here you are interacting with this person. And the person, when you finish that interaction, say, sir, can can I have a thousand dollars there? Uh, sorry, sorry, one thousand naira there. there. <laughs> hey. What? By asking this true life story. That was the last time. That guy had access to the man. He blocked him out. He was planning something that runs into millions. Because the guy was into something. And it was, he had a lot of plans. He just looked at this guy. This guy, he doesn't understand. That, was, that showed him that this guy didn't understand what he was doing for him. And that was the end of the deal. Folks, you are a believer. You speak in tongues. The miracle has come. Don't squander it. God is not wasteful, is accountable. And it, we are made in his image and so we also must be accountable. Hallelujah. So I talked about God, I talked about Jesus. Let me talk about us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2, what does it say? It is required. You see, accountability of faithfulness is a requirement for all believers. It's a requirement. It's not something, maybe I should do it. He said, it is required, it is compulsory, that what? That a steward be found faithful. It is required in a steward to be found faithful. A requirement for all believers. Hallelujah. You must be found faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is an extreme example I have. But it's a true life story. You can verify it. On August 24, 79 AD, Volcano, I may not pronounce this very well, Vesurius erupted and entombed the city of Pompeii. Within minutes, the city of Pompeii was covered up in Italy. Covered up on that day. Now, people were running. So archaeologists, one of the, some of the things they brought out was that they found people who obviously were running for safety. They found some who were hiding. Whether you were hiding or you were trying to run for safety, you were entombed, engulfed by the, by the eruption from that volcano. Now, at the city of the gate, at the city gate, you know, normally Romans, they, they would place soldiers in front. So they found this soldier guarding the city. When archaeologists dug the thing out, they found the guy still there. Dead. But his weapon was in place. He was still standing. Guess what? He was at the city gate. He could have run for safety. Dive into the water like other people. He stayed there. Why? The instruction that was given to him was for him to stay. So he stayed man is (laughs) saying, Pastor, God forbid. (laughs) It is a man who is alive that is obeying instructions. (laughs) Me, I run now for safety. (laughs) Hallelujah. Archaeologists dug out this guy and they found him with his weapon in place and all that, dead. Like a stone, but he was there, faithful. You know, it sounds funny. But who told us that God cannot send us to dangerous places? I've been preaching on common messages. and I know it. I'm aware of what I'm saying. But guess what? Anybody I know in recent times. I love my wife so much. Wait now. You don't know what I'm saying. I love her so much. She will understand. This is a disclaimer. Some people, the only places that God is calling them to, God is calling them to Australia, to UK, to the US, and to Canada. There's nothing wrong with that. I said, I love my wife because this has nothing to do with her. This is a natural, it's an international thing. People always move to a place they consider to have greener pastures. I am here to hear a man, where is God sending you to? Uh, um. I I don't really, I'm trying to locate the place in the map. But I think it's like Peru or something. Peru. (laughs) Where is God sending you to? Pastor, I can't even pronounce it. Uzbekistan? And within our history, in this country, I won't mention name. A man with a tribal mark born in Oyo. Got the call of God upon his life. Got into school. At a particular, particular point in his life, he had he God clearly for him to go to a place where he didn't even understand the language. He didn't know the language. He didn't know nothing. The only thing he heard was that God said, go, and he left. That is the one of the few people I know in Nigeria who even though they made a the mistake, they recovered from that mistake and the ministry was also rescued because of some of the things he had sown. Be accountable. Be accountable. I wonder sometimes if God is the one talking to us. See, I deliberately put this message this way because I want to just scatter things. You know, touch here, touch there, and and all that. Amen. Be accountable. That guy was found at the gate. He was faithful to the order that was given to him by his commanding officer. Now, accountability has four aspects to it. The very first one and the most important one is what I call upward accountability. Now, this I picked from my teachings, um, um, training, okay? Upward accountability is to God. To God. We are to be accountable to him. What has he asked us to do? Have you ever asked yourself, have you ever picked the scriptures and the things you are trying to read or to learn? You are not trying to learn about faith. You are not trying to learn about grace. You are not trying to learn anything. The only thing you are preoccupied with in studying the scripture is to find out certain commands that God has given to us. Just want to find out and perhaps even list it for us. He said we should do this. He said we should go. He said we should pray for one another. You know, you just want to list out specific things that God wrote in his word that he wanted his children to do. If you don't know these things, how can you be accountable to the things you don't know? How do I know that I'm accountable when I'm not even aware of what God has asked of me? Because being accountable is to be answerable to another. To be answerable to another. To be faithful to a cause. But if I don't know what that is, how can I be faithful to it? If I don't know what it is, how can I stay true to it? i can gonna be accountable to the him to him who is giving me these instructions. You get it? So it's important for us to take note. So upward accountability that is to God. We also have horizontal accountability. We are answerable to one another. Who is he to talk to me that way? That he in that statement is his pastor. <laughs> is she to call me, to question me. That she is the unit head. We are accountable to one another. There is such a thing as a horizontal accountability. Paul wrote to Timothy, warn those who are unruly. Tell them to be steadfast, to stand fast in the faith. Warn them. Warn them. Pull their ears. That is accountability. If you are walking disorderly in, disorderly, in a disorderly manner, Paul said, "Call them to action. You think that thing will be done by saying, "Stop this thing you're doing. No! He said, warn the unruly. Be patient with the weak." Hallelujah. That's the injunction. Horizontal accountability. We have accountability one to the other. So what, ent- what does that entails? He says, "Do not forsake the assembly." Of the people. So for you to be accountable. Horizontally. You are always in church. It's not religion. It's one of the instructions of the scriptures. Don't forsake. The things that make for your mercy. The things that make for your deliverance. The things that make for your upliftment. For your growth. Have been encapsulated. Packaged in a place called church. So he said. Do not forsake that gathering. You may not like certain things, but there are some things that make for your peace within that, within that the, the set of people. Hallelujah. The third aspect of accountability is internal accountability. You must be accountable to yourself. So when you read scriptures like examine yourself whether you are in the faith, he's saying, are you accountable? Are you working according to the dictates of the word? Is the word still your priority? How are you making your decisions? Are those decisions subjected to the law of God? So self-accountability, you are examining, benchmarking your life against the word that God has given. Against the word. Hallelujah. For instance, Jesus told us, he was telling them individually, he said, pray! Continually. Pray always. No, Paul. 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 4 Thessalonians 5. Pray continuously. Colossians 4.2. Devote yourselves to prayer. That's a command. Being watchful and thankful. So, prayerlessness is not just prayerlessness. It is lack of accountability. You are unfaithful. That's the word. That's the way the Bible will put it. You are unfaithful. Hallelujah. You are unfaithful. Unfaithful. So these are things we wake up from. The last aspect is what I call downward accountability. You have responsibilities, hear me, to the world. You have responsibilities to the world. You are a believer, you have responsibilities to the world. This part, downward accountability, is where a believer is not just concerned about church, he's concerned about the kingdom. He watches the trends of things. This morning when I gathered the workforce together to pray before service started, one of the things I told them, I said, God, open our eyes to know the difference between the kingdom and the church. We prayed that prayer. Because if I limit myself to to the church, I will play church. If I think about the kingdom, there is every likelihood that I will carry out all the injunctions that the Lord has given to us regarding the earth. The Bible says the kingdom of the earth has become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ and he will reign forever. The one who is reigning is not the devil. God is the one reigning on this earth. When they tell me that climate change, climate change, I believe in climate change. I think the ozone layer is being depleted and all those kind of arguments but I believe that that is not what is going to end the world. What is going to end the world is what the Bible says will end the world according to scriptures. You get what I'm talking about? So the kingdom, there's a downward accountability in which you are fulfilling your obligation to this earth. Number one, you have to see that the world is dying and everything in it. If you do not see that the world is dying, there is no way you will prioritize evangelism. There is no way you will share your faith. You will think everything is okay, everything is normal. Those who are sharing their faith are those who are accountable. This area, in this area, they know the word is dying. And they know they are the ones that have been entrusted with the word of life. Let me repeat that. We have been entrusted. What that means is that God trusts you. That this life he has given to you, you will share it. That's what it means. It means God trusts you. God is depending on you to do this. So for me to be accountable to God, and to the world, I do that which God said I should do to the world. He has entrusted me with the word of life. So I must share life. Let me put it in another way. God has not set me up, positioned me in the church to be a consumer. A believer cannot remain a consumer for too long. You know who a consumer is? Um, bless me, Pastor. Anytime you see any believer, I I hope you are praying for me. Uh, I have something. There's something here. I hope you are praying for me. They are consuming. It's always what they can give to them. But if you read your Bible very well, a believer has been set up as a creator. As the one who makes things happen. As the one who causes change and makes things happen. He's the one praying for people, not just the one being prayed for. He's the one evangelizing the people, not just the one being evangelized. Are you following what I'm talking about? Downward accountability. We have responsibility to this world. There are people who cannot speak for themselves. They may be Hindus, they may be Muslims, they may be uh, um, Christians, but not born again. We use such terms. I know that it does not matter. They may be gay or straight. But you have responsibility to take care of them. How do you do it? Do I uphold? Do I like gays? Yes, I do. Do I like gay practices? God forbid. Do I like lesbians? Yes, I do. Do I condone? Do I accept and love what they do? God forbid. I will forever speak against that. But if I see someone and I know the person is gay, that is the more reason why we want to flow with the person. If I see someone that is obvious from the way they are doing that this one has something else going on, that's the more reason why I want to get to know the person more. You know why? We have been conscientizing the church to move away from such. If you are going to affect the world, you've got to love it. We don't love the practices in the world. We don't love the evil that they practice. But if you do not maintain a relationship kind of with them, how can you bring the gospel to this person because what we are propagating is called relational evangelism. You are interested in me! Not just give your life to Christ. When we're growing up, we're brought up, oh my God, Christianity was terrible. One day, now one day, a sinner man goes himself for hellfire. He no go fit, come back to repent. One day, and then there's this bridge. Some they lie. Eh? Some no they do. One day, now one day. It's... That, that is terrible. That's a terrible song. That's a terrible song. That's a terrible song. We have been called to love. We've been called to love. We've been called to love. What they see that we touch them is the love. Despite all. This man is not judging me. Despite the fact that he does not like these practices. He does not like what I'm doing. I cannot deny this man has interest in me. This woman has interest in me. That is what brings people in. Because such love is not found in the world. It's found in Christ. So that they are seeing that love you are displaying. It's not just love they are seeing. They are seeing Christ. And that knowledge, if you take it back to last week, what you see is where you form your opinions. Your opinions are the things that inform your actions. That is what the world calls wisdom or they call foolishness. If they see the love which is of Christ, it is Christ they are seeing. That wisdom being gleaned is able to make them wise to salvation. That wisdom being gleaned is able to make them wise unto salvation hallelujah i have just two points before i bring this message to a close why must i or must we be accountable why why the number one answer i have for you is to remind you that you are living another man's life There is no reason, if you were to be living your own life, you may, you may argue. You first have to start the argument by saying God does not exist. And then you can now prove that you are not accountable to anybody. Are you following the logic? If you, let's say, that you have your own life. For you to argue that you are not accountable to anybody, you first have to deconstruct the fact that you were created by someone. And then you will have to argue that you are not accountable to anybody. Hallelujah. So the first thing is that your life, you are living another person's life. And the second reason why you must be accountable is that the one who gave you that life will judge you one day. You will be judged. There might be other reasons, but these are the two I want to stay with for now. You are living another man's life. Let's look at what Paul said in Galatians 2.20. I know you know this scripture very well, but I want you to pay attention to what he said and how he said it. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. Let me tell you what he said. We know he wasn't describing something fictitious. He was saying there was a time in history when the man Jesus was taken. I saw him. People saw him. And they took him to the cross and they killed him. What they call crucifixion there is actual death. They killed him. Okay? That's why he's saying, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Why? Because since when Christ died, I died with him. It means that me too, I don't quench. Right? He said, but Christ lives in me. He said, it is no longer I who live. It is no longer I who live. Even though I'm living now, it's not me that is living. Is that not what he's saying? But who? But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, he gave me his life. The life I'm now living is his so if I, let's say I'm a multi-billionaire and I called Ima, Ima, here is one billion. I want you to do X, Y, Z with it. Even though that money was gifted to you, I expect you to give account of that money I've given you. You have to tell me, you have to justify how you spent every penny, every cobble. In the money I've given to you. The Bible he said he loved me and he gave his life for me. There is another scripture I believe that brings it out. Uh, well, maybe not better. But in similar fashion. First Corinthians chapter 5 from verse 14. Paul was writing to the Corinthians. And he also got to a point where because of the way they were living. He had to correct many things in that church. And one of the things he began to. Tell them is to recognize the fact that they are living the life of another. and to remember that they are accountable to the one who gave his life to them. First Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians 5, 14. I want us to read this together. This is a long read, 14 to 20. We're just going to read it and I will emphasize some things in that scripture. For the love of Christ compels us, or constrains us, or pushes us. Okay? You see the way, was it Jeremiah that said, the word that God spoke to me, they were like fire in my bones. I could not but. That description fits this word perfectly, compels. So it's more like that person. You see, there's this song by, um, is it Infinity? Infinity. He said something like liquid fire in my bones. Can you remember that line? It's like fire in your bones. What I'm saying is that even when you want to sit still, that fire is burning in your bones. You cannot stay still. He said the love of Christ compels us because we judged us. Because of that compelling power of the love of God, we are brought to a, a particular wisdom done on us. We came to this understanding that if one died for all, then what happened? All died. Let's continue. And he died for all that those who live should do what? Church, I want every one of us to read. Those who live should do what? But live no longer for themselves. What it means is that personal ambition, that you have not verified, you've not tried to find out the opinion of God regarding that ambition must be crucified. Decisions, plans that you are not sure are in alignment with God must be crucified. Let me have that scripture. Don't don't take it away. But for him who died for them and rose again, let's continue. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to what? To the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. We don't see anybody born of God from human standpoint anymore. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, is a new creation, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So 18. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has done What? What did he give us? You have to give account of that. He didn't just redeem you. He gave you something to do. He didn't just bring you into his kingdom. He gave you an assignment. Let's continue, this, let's continue to read. He gave you a ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, but has committed to us the word. Of reconciliation, so we're not only given the ministry, we're also given the word of reconciliation. So a man cannot stand down and say, "Are you born again?" Yes, I'm born again. I, 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 do you evangelize him? Actually, I don't know. What will I say? What will I say? Mm-mm. You've been given the word of reconciliation. Hallelujah. Let's continue. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading, how? Through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. What he is saying is that you have been given an assignment. That assignment is important to God. Why? Because you are his representative. He is saying, Tokpe, this is what I want to do on the earth. But because I've given the earth to man, and you are the one carrying my trust, On the earth today. So these and these are the things I would like you to do for me. Trust me. You are going to give account. Of the way you handled. What. Hallelujah. What he has entrusted to you. As I begin to close. The second thing is that our actions will be judged. That is the one who entrusted us. With this responsibility. With this ministry. We also judge us. Hallelujah. We also judge us. Now, this particular point will help to clarify a lot of things regarding our faith. There are so many things that believers misunderstood when it comes to—I mean, have misunderstood when it comes to um, uh, what, especially when it comes to eschatological things. That is, uh, the, the writings about the end times. Okay, these are some of the things that we don't get right. But I want us to begin to look at it, to begin to look at it. First Corinthians chapter three. We're going to start with, um, let's start with verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, from verse 10. We will give account of our actions, of our actions. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, from verse 10. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. Who was talking here? Paul. He was talking about the uh, uh, foundation of the apostles. There is no time for us to expand on that. So the foundation here refers to the foundation of the apostles because they were entrusted with certain. Uh, if you don't mind tautology, certain trust, okay. And another builds on it. Look at this place, but let each one take it, take caution how it builds on it. Don't just build. How you build matters. He has specified how things must be. Remember what he told Moses. He said, ensure that you build everything according to the patterns shown you on the holy mountain. He didn't tell Noah, just go and build the ark. No, he gave him the dimensions. He gave him the type of wood to use. He gave him the size. Because the one who commissioned you knows the size, the weight the, 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 uh, the weight. And the size of the animals that the ark is going to take, so you didn't know that. So, they own, so he had to give you the specifications. So you must build everything according to the pattern that is shown you on the holy mountain. So he's telling us here. He said, "See, let every man that scripture, but let each one take it how he builds on it." Let's continue. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Yes. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with what? With what? with what? With what? With? 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 These are different materials that believers are using. These are not unbelievers. These are believers. Some believers are building with gold. Some believers are building with silver. Some believers are building with inferior materials. Some are building with quality materials. Let everyone be careful how he builds on it. Don't build anyhow. Look at what you're giving. Look at your service to God. What you call your service to God. Of what quality is it? What's the quality of your commitment to the cause of Christ? What's the quality of it? Let everyone be careful how it builds on it. Each one's work we what? We become clear. For the day we declare it because it will be revealed by what? Fire. It will be revealed by fire. In the fire we test. Each one's work. Of what sort it is. When we're, when we're doing, um, when we started school of ministry, we dealt with symbols in scriptures. When you see certain symbols, we try to look at what it represents. Now, when you look at fire, you know fire represents judgment. It represents judgment. Okay? But beyond judgment, fire also represents the holiness of God. I believe, I wanted to study. I believe this scripture, Paul was talking about it too. He was talking about the judgment that is coming. He was also talking about the holiness of God. You know why? Because the Bible says, be holy as I'm holy. Yes. Bible says you are created in the image of God. There is nothing the Lord is demanding from you that I didn't give you in the first instance. You didn't have any holiness of your own. He gave you that life. Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1.30, Christ has become to us wisdom from God. That is holiness, righteousness, redemption. That is what Christ has become. If Christ did not become our holiness, you cannot live a holy life. It's not possible. So the demand of God from you to be holy is because he knows that you have a different life within you right now. He knows you have the capacity now to live a holy life. Because it's not lived by your strength, it is lived by the ability, by the grace that God has given to you. Bible says, who loved us and gave himself for us. Who loved us and gave himself for us. We have not finished that scripture. Let's look at it. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive what? A reward. Yes? If anyone's work is burned, it will what? Suffer loss. But he himself will be what? Saved. Yet so, through fire. I was reading one article and the guy was talking about this thing. He said, suffer loss, because the question you will ask is that, is there any loss in heaven? Can a believer get to heaven and then he's suffering? You suffer loss. Now, if you want to understand it from English standpoint, you will get it wrong. But suffering loss here, He gave a description that I think is good. He said it's as if a man should build a story building. And one day, the man is resting on the story, I mean, on the first first floor. And he perceives certain things. On looking through the window, he realized that the down, down floor had been ravaged with fire. And so what does the guy do? He opens the window and jumps out. As he jumps out, his life is saved, but he's looking at the building burning. If we have a mixed emotion. Thank God I'm saved. Ah, this investment is gone. Believers on earth are building. Jesus said, don't let your right hand, if you are giving your arms, don't let your right hand knows what your right hand is giving. He said, every man, what he he does in secret, he said, whatever you do in secret, you will be rewarded openly. Matthew chapter 6, right? You will be rewarded openly. All those principles that Jesus taught, called the Sermon on the mount, you want to read that? From Matthew chapter 5, down, 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 right that. You want to read that sermon. What Jesus, the principles that Jesus taught. He said, all those things have to be observed. If a man's work, I'm doing good deeds. But God knows my intention. What I'm really trying to do is to show, let people know that I've got some money, I've got some cash. Everybody in church can see that I'm doing good deeds. But God is the one who tests the heart. So if you have received your reward before men, don't expect anyone from God. Now you don't receive your reward here. You have received your reward here. Don't expect another one. So what it calls judgment here, it's not crisis in the Greek. From where English or Latin God crisis, that English adopted as crisis, it's not crisis, it's Bema. Every man's work will be judged. That is Bema, the Great picture you need to have. The picture you need to have at the back of your mind is that of the Olympics. All the runners, they run. At the end of the race, you will put aside the first, the second, and the third. And what do you do? There's a rostrum, right? Not of equal size. Third position. Second, third position. And then you line them up. And then one after the other, one will receive bronze, another will receive silver, the other one will receive gold. Every man's work will be tested, and then reward will be given to them according to the quality of what they have done in the flesh. Believers, we are not free agents. Are you saved? Yes, I'm saved. just leave, just leave, just flang your. Just <laughs> ah, This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. Your freedom in Christ is within the confines of what Christ has revealed concerning how that life should be lived. You are not here to just live anyhow. You cannot live anyhow. It is not your life. It is the life of Christ. You represent something. You can't talk anyhow. Jesus said, what I say is what I heard my father. What I do is what I see my father. He didn't live anyhow here. Jesus was accountable. He said, what I do is what I've observed in my father. What I say is what I've heard my father uttered. He wasn't living anyhow. He was living according to the job description of his assignment. Hallelujah. Our work will be tested. Our work will be tested. For somebody who who is wondering, you are still battling with sin. When it comes to this judgment, sin has no place. Okay? Romans chapter 8 verse 1. It says, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus himself, before he left, he told us in John chapter 5 verse 24. He said, those who believe in Christ have entered into eternal life. Hallelujah. I want us to read this one. This one is very profound. John chapter 5 verse 24. I really want you to look at this scripture. Then I will give you one more scripture and we will bring this message to a close. Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me. So he has to be accountable. He was sent. As everlasting life and shall not what? Into crisis or crisis as the case may be. He will not come into condemnation. Why? He has passed from death to life. Believers in Christ, you have passed from death to life. The issue now about judgment is the sharing of reward. How you undo that life that God has given to you. That life, the quality, how you live that life on earth is what we are talking about in in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Hallelujah. And it's not a judgment regarding condemnation. Hallelujah first Peter chapter 2 verse 24 that's the last scripture I want to give to you first Peter chapter 2 verse 24 I'm waiting because I want us to read this scripture together himself bore who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we haven't died to sin my word Live for righteousness by whose stripes we have been healed. Hallelujah. He died for our sins. The point I'm trying to make is that your sin has been dealt with. Your sins have been dealt with. Your inadequacies have been dealt with. So when God is demanding from you a particular standard of life, it's because he knew in himself that he has already dealt with your sins. He knew he had dealt with your unrighteousness. So when he's demanding holiness when he demands me a particular level of commitment from you, it's because he knows so well what he has put within you. Hallelujah. We give you thanks, Father. We adore your name, Jesus. We thank you for the great gifts of Christ Jesus. Can you rise and just join me this morning to express gratitude to God? Can you rise to just help me bless and exalt the name of Christ? Giving him praise from your heart. Thanking him for what he has done. Thanking him for what he has done. I want to share with you what I pray almost on a daily basis. What I pray almost on a daily basis. I say thank you Jesus for making me a part Of what you are doing on earth today. Thank you, Father, for counting me worthy to be part of those you have entrusted with responsibilities on earth today. I've never ceased to pray that prayer. That I can look at what God is doing and find my position. That I can look at what God is doing on the earth and spot my own space. Within the work of Christ on the earth. If you read Revelations chapter th- 2, chapter 3, talks about the letter to the churches. And he also concludes each letter by telling them what do we inherit crown of life, and so on and so forth. Believers are going to inherit something. There are rewards to be shared according to what you have done with your life on earth. Bible says, it's as though God through us is reconciling the world back to himself. Through us. Reconciling the world back to himself. Through us. For that purpose, he gave you the ministry of reconciliation. For that purpose, he gave you the word of reconciliation. So there's no excuse. There's no reason. There's no reason. For you not to do what Christ has called you to do. I want you to just open your mouth, not in tongues, but with clear words, intelligible words. I want you to bless him. Bless him. I love you, Lord. Your love is rekindled again in my heart. My commitment to you has been revealed and upgraded according to this message I've heard. I am committed to what you have called me to do, O God. I'm committed to what you have called me to do, O God. Hallelujah. So today is also our communion service, and we're just about to take communion right now.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you've been tremendously blessed. You can worship with us at the Baptizing Church, Excel Center, Abuja, Plot 989, Ulushagor Obasanjo Way, opposite Advanced Link Filling Station, Central Business District, Abuja, Nigeria, or call 090-8006-6773. You can send an email to info at tbcabuja.org. We meet every Sunday at nine AM. And on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TBC Abuja. On Facebook at The Baptizing Church TBC. God bless you as you come.